0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to be entertained by some of the biggest names in show business. For the next hour and 30 minutes, this program will present in person such bright stars as... Fred Allen Mindy Carson
1: Jimmy Durrani Jose Ferrer
2: Portland Hoffa
3: Frankie Lane Paul Lucas
2: Ethel Merman
3: Russell Knight, Danny Thomas Meredith Wilson
0: And my name, darlings, is Tallulah Bankhead. (laughs)
4: The National Broadcasting Company presents the Big Show. we to fill your full of stars. <laughs> The Big Show, 90 minutes with the most scintillating personalities in the entertainment world, brought to you this Sunday and every Sunday at the same time as the Sunday feature of Five Show Festivals. NBC's star-studded five-night-a-week program extravaganza. Tonight's big show is presenting such top-flight stars as Fred Allen, Mindy Carson, Jimmy Durante, Jose Ferrer, Portland Hoffa, Frankie Lane, Ethel Merman, Paul Lucas, Russell Knight, Danny Thomas, and Meredith Wilson. And here is your hostess, the glamorous, unpredictable Tallulah Bankhead! (laughs)
0: This is Radio 1950, the greatest stars of our time on one big program. And the most fabulous part about this, darlings, is that every Sunday we will present other stars of the same magnitude. Uh, Pardon me if I sound like a name-dropper, but uh, just listen to three or four of the names we've lined up for next week's show. Groucho Marx, Fanny Bryce, Jane Powell, and Ezio Penza. (laughs) Well, now, don't just sit there with your mouths open, darlings. I know what you're thinking. You think such a radio show every week is impossible. And I'm sure that after you hear our first broadcast, you're going to say that show was impossible. Oh, no, that doesn't sound quite right, does it? <laughs> but NBC says nothing is impossible. All it takes is courage, vision, and a king-sized bundle of dough. Each week, there will be comedy, drama, music all performed by the biggest stars we can find. Of course, darlings, now and then a clinker may sneak in, but we're going to try... Just a
1: minute, just a minute. (laughs) I heard that last remark and I resemble it.
5: Jimmy, you ready?
0: (laughs) Jimmy, darling, this is really... Don't
1: darling me. I heard you call me a clinker.
0: Now, Jimmy, I did no such thing I heard
1: what you said, clinker
0: S-T-I-N No, Jimmy, no You know I've never accused you of being a clinker I'm deliriously happy you dropped everything out in Hollywood Just to appear on our show
1: Oh, I didn't come here just for this I'm here on a secret mission to the United Nations Really? I've been listening to them UN meetings And I found out something
0: What's that, darling?
1: You know what I think? No, no I think Malick and Vashinsky are communists.
0: Oh. Jim, USSR. Of
1: course I'm sure. <laughs> that's why I'm here.
0: Well, I'm glad you're with us, because when we first decided to do this show, I said it wouldn't be a big show without Jimmy Durante.
1: You did? Now, that's the kind of a line I can sink my teeth into. <laughs> Let me read that again. You... Did?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I certainly did. I insisted
1: you be on the show. Oh, you had to insist, huh?
0: No, no, no. I even wrote them a letter recommending you. I said, gentlemen, I have known Jimmy Durante for a great many years, and I have always found him to be five feet eight inches tall. Five feet
1: nine inches. I now wear my hair in an up <laughs> Since last I saw you, I grew some.
0: No, oh, I don't think you are, darling. <laughs> no, I, I I wouldn't settle for anybody but you, because I've always been your greatest admirer.
1: Well, that makes it anonymous, because <laughs> because for years I've admired you from afar.
0: With that nose, darling, how else?
1: <laughs> Chalou. That's a fight out you too. Goodbye.
0: Oh, no, Jimmy, Jimmy, come back. After all, I went through to get you on this
1: program. You mean it was because of my beauty and charm? No, darling. My winning smile? No, darling. My swooning voice? No, darling. Please, I'm running out of reasons.
0: (laughs) Jimmy, I I have a date off the show tonight. Would you care to join us? I'll get a girl for you.
1: Oh, no, not me. I don't go out on blind dates. The other day, a friend of mine gave me the number of a girl he wanted me to know. Line dates are for me, and when she answered the phone, I gave her my sweetest head no. Snuggling up close to the phone, I says, Durrani speaking. How about going out with me tonight? She says, before I go out with you, what do you look like? What a dilemma Should I tell her the truth and be turned down? Or should I lie and worry about it later? There was no way out, so instead I braced myself and said Say I wouldn't say I was handsome Say I wouldn't say I was cute I'm not very tall, but gosh darn it all It's kind of hard to put it to work you know, the other night, I made a blind date the same way over the phone. I said, hello. She says, hello, come right over. When I got there, she took one look at my nose and said, you sure must've hurried you forgot to hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's kind of hard to put it in words. Say it's not that I want to be mysterious. Honest, I'm not trying to stall. Believe me, I'm really quite serious I'm just an in-between rascal, that's all uh, I know I'm not good looking But what's my opinion against thousands of others? <laughs> now, I wouldn't say I'm fascinating. Too bad I'm not elucidating. Say I wouldn't even try When we meet, you'll know why Cause it's kinda hard to put it in words You know, folks, I got a problem in really describing myself, and it's getting pretty serious. Let's analyze the facts. I can safely say I'm as pretty as Van Johnson. I can safely say I'm as pretty as Tyrone Power. I can safely say I'm as pretty as Cary Grant. As long as this show isn't on television, I can safely say anything. (laughs) I once had a blind date with a beautiful gal, and after that, I met her every night for three weeks straight. I was crazy about her. Because every time I kissed her, she used to keep her eyes closed. One night she opened her eyes and what happened? I never saw her again. Say now I say I was a highbrow. My looks raise an eyebrow. Say I'm not a Shakespeare. It would take me a year. Cause it's kind of hard to put it in the world. Yes, sir, it's hard.
0: Jimmy, darling, I don't know how you do it. Jimmy, Jimmy, come back here. (laughs) You're a genius. Hey, Jimmy. (laughs) You're (laughs) a. You're a genius,
1: Jimmy. Oh, I wouldn't say genius. Okay, darling, I won't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Put up a little fight, can't you?
0: Now, no time for that, Jimmy. I must now introduce our next guest.
1: You. Wait a minute. You mean somebody else is in this show? Of course, my sweet. I thought you said I was the only one.
0: Oh, no, my darling. We have three exciting stars coming up now. Then Broadway's biggest hit, Call Me Madam. Presented by Leland Haywood, the music by Irving Berlin, book by Howard Lindsay and Russell Krauss, and dance stage by Jerome Robbins. And here are the stars I was telling you about. Ethel Merman, Paul Lucas, and Russell Knight.
1: Okay, Chaloo, I'm going to my dressing room. If you need help, call me, and from the looks of these characters, you'll be needing some pretty solution.
5: Well, I'm sure,
0: I'm sure I won't need any help here, because in Call Me, Madam, the great merman is rocking Broadway, in her role as Lady Ambassador. She just, uh, she got the job as ambassador because she was Washington's most popular party thrower. Now tell us, Ethel, how you became the hostess with the mostess on the ball.
2: I was born on a thousand acres of Oklahoma land. Nothing grew on a thousand acres for it was gravel and sand. One day father started digging in a field hoping to find some soil. He dug and he dug and what do you think?
5: Oil. Oil.
2: Oil, oil The money rolled in and I rolled out With a fortune pile so high Washington was my destination And now, who am I? I'm the chosen party giver For the White House clientele And they know that I deliver What it takes to make them jealous. I'm known by one and all As the hostess with the mostest on the ball They would go to Elza Maxwell When they had an axe to grind They could always grind their axe well At the party she designed Now the hatchet grinders all prefer to hide with the is on the ball. I've a great big bar and good caviar. Yes, the best that can be found. And a large amount in my bank account when election time comes round. If you're feeling presidential, you can make it. Yes, indeed. There are just... Everything's essential, let me tell you, all you need is an ounce of wisdom and a pound of gold, and the hostess with the mostess on the ball. There'll be no mistakes, I've got what it takes to make friends across the sea. I'll make being smart an important part of my foreign policy. I'll cement our good relations when I give my first affair. There'll be special invitations to the Duke and Duchess there who's already written asking them to call. Not the priestess with the leastest, but the hostess with the mostest, with the mostest of
0: The country... (laughs) The country Ethel is ambassador to is Lichtenberg. Now, don't look for it on your maps, darlings. It's strictly a musical comedy country full of politics, peasants, and Paul Lucas.
6: Welcome to Lichtenburg. I don't think you know much about us. Except, of course, our famous Lichtenburg cheese. I know very well you enjoy it, and we would enjoy it too. But we can't afford it, for we must have dollars, and so we send it to you. At the moment, I am not very popular. As finance minister, I had to cancel our annual Lichtenburg Fair. I shall absolutely decline to serve in this post again in next week's cabinet. I shall try to be foreign minister. I am very curious about this new American ambassador, this fabulous Mrs. Sally Adams. What a fantastic country this America. First they create the atom bomb, and then they send a woman as ambassador to Lichtenburg. How they love to play with explosives. <laughs> but Lichtenburg won't be offended. We'll manage to stay alive. We're not very touchy. This quaint little duchy that somehow seems to survive. Too small to be a city. Too big to be a town, too, too poor to have an army, and too easy to knock down,
5: too little to sail across the seas, babies and children
6: Slow to please the young foe, too fast to please the old. Fast. Too many who have copper pennies, too few who have gold. But somehow,
5: in any
6: stays the to
0: Being an American ambassador, Ethel's first official move, naturally, is to offer Luxembourg the loan of a hundred million bucks. Lichtenberg, being a musical comedy country, Paul Lucas turns down the loan. But Ethel falls in love with this new type guy, and she doesn't mind dropping a few hints about the way she feels.
2: Money, 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 can you use any money today? Money, 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 nice new bills that we're giving away. Photographs on every one, Lincoln, Grant, and Washington, or you might like the ones with Henry Clay, can you use any money today? Two million four, million six, million eight, million ten, take what you want, when it's gone, you can come back again. Yet you can have them by the sack Coins that haven't been minted yet That you never have to give back Money, 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 money Uncle Sam puts it right on the line Money, money, can you use any dollars today? Money, 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 we've so much that it gets in our way. In our treasury, there's a mighty sum, millions we've subtracted from, the envelopes that hold our take-home pay. Can you use any money today? Home in the States, underground, there's a cave full of gold. Back up a truck and we'll fill it with all it can hold. Take 10 million and please don't fuss if you find it can't be spent. You can lend it right back to us and we'll pay you 7%. Money, 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 Uncle Sam puts it right on the line. With whiskers ever should decline You can have mine
0: Darling, you've heard this before. I skipped a cue. Listen, being a musical comedy country, Paul Lucas turns down the loan, but Ethel falls in love with this new type guy and she doesn't mind dropping a few hints about the way she feels.
2: <laughs> Please let me say from the start I don't pretend to be smart I just suggest What I think best, having your interest at heart, I only want what's the best thing for you, and the best thing for you would be me. Thing for you would be me every day to myself I say point away what will it be I ask myself what's the best thing? For you and myself, and I seem to agree that the best thing for you would be me.
0: Now, to complicate matters, Ethel's young assistant, played by Russell Knight, falls in love with Princess Maria, daughter of the Grand Duke. Well, Ethel and Russell have rough going in their respective love affairs, so they put their heads together and they're going to sing about it for you.
7: I hear singing and there's no one there I smell blossoms and the trees are bare
5: All day long I seem to walk on air I wonder why
7: I wonder why I keep tossing in my sleep at night And what's more
2: I've lost my appetite
7: Stars that used to Twinkle in the skies, a twinkling in my eyes. I wonder
2: why. You don't need analyzing, it is not so surprising that you feel very strange. But night nice. your heart goes hit a patter. I know just what's the matter because I once watch twice, Put your head on my shoulder You need someone who's older A rub down with a velvet
5: Now, I'm,
0: uh, I'm not going to tell you how it all comes out, darlings, because you'll be wanting to see it for yourselves one of these years. <laughs> but to you, Ethel Merman, Paul Lucas, and Russell Knipe, a million congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, now, Ethel, darling, um, here you are on another musical hit that's sure to run at least two years. How many does that make, Ethel? I'll bet you've been in about 30 musicals that have run at least two years.
2: LAUGHTER Dear, but
0: I'll look it up in my bank book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, dear.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, and Paul, darling, finding Ethel in a musical, well, that's no novelty. But how did you, a dramatic actor, decide to do a Broadway musical?
6: Well, Tallulah, it's a long story. Yeah, well, that's very you interesting, darling. You see, darling.
0: It was... uh, <laughs> Ethel, I suppose you must be bothered by hundreds of friends calling up for tickets for your shows. So, of course, I wouldn't dream of bothering you about the two that I've been trying to get. A man...
6: A man stopped me on the street in Hollywood one day. Oh, it's
2: no bother at all. I happen to have two tickets with me, but they're way back in the fourth row, and knowing your eyes... I'll take them. <laughs>
0: oh, by the way, are you still charging the same brokerage fee you
2: charge for wow. Annie gets done
6: And this man said to me, Paul, how are you?
2: <laughs> and I said,
6: Oh, I cannot complain. Why,
2: Tallulah, dear, I wouldn't dream of charging you. Now that you've had to become a radio announcer.
6: <laughs> and this man says to me, Paul, what are you doing now? And I said, i been talking to you. And we both laughed, <laughs> except... Him.
0: Oh, Ethel, darling, darling, for your... For your information, I will have you know that I just finished a long run in private lives. And if you remember also, Miss Merman, you came to see me in that with two tickets I gave you.
2: Well, I felt someone should show up, dear. Well,
0: this man and I stood
6: there talking on the street for about an hour, and I I caught a very bad cold.
0: Ethel, my pet, private lives happened to be one of my biggest hits And there were many others, as you well know. The little foxes, if you please.
2: I've been in a few myself. There was girl crazy. Dark
0: victory.
6: Anything
2: goes.
0: Skin of our teeth.
2: Panama Hattie. Private lies. Annie, get your gun. Private lies.
6: So I went home and took a hot bath.
7: My cold didn't get better.
2: Call me, madam. Pal Joey. You weren't in Pal Joey. No, but Jean Kelly,
0: who happens to be one of my very best friends, was in it, and she gave me two tickets.
2: (laughs) She got you tickets?
6: So I finally decided I'd better go and see my doctor.
2: And besides, Lou, Pal Joey happens to be a musical, something you've never been in, my dear.
0: Well, of course I haven't, darling. I'm in a legitimate theater. <laughs> <laughs> a great
2: dramatic plays.
6: My doctor is a specialist in colds. He has them all the time.
2: Great plays, huh? Rodney, it was beautiful while it lasted. But now we've come to the parting of the ways. We are through, finished, fini. Choice of one.
0: Musical. <laughs> <laughs> indeed I got,
5: rhythm, <laughs> I got rhythm
6: and my doctor cured me
0: i got rhythm i got rhythm
6: who can ask for anything more <laughs>
0: Oh, Paul, my dear Paul, I've neglected you, haven't I? Uh, Now, what were you saying, dear?
6: Well, it is a long story, Tallulah. You see a man stopped me on the street in Hollywood
2: one day. Oh, Tallulah, dear, will you excuse me? I have to go to my dressing room and change for my next scene. Of course, Ethel,
0: go right ahead. It was so nice talking to you. We always have such stimulating conversations when we get together, don't we, darling?
6: Oh,
2: I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And I want you to know, Tulu, that Paul and I have had such fun working with you, haven't we, Paul?
6: And this man says to me, Paul. <laughs> and and I you? want
2: you to know, Tulu, that it's an honor and a pleasure to be on the same stage with such a gracious and talented artist as you are. Now, just
0: a minute. What do you mean by that?
2: Oh, Toulouse, for goodness sake, let's not stop that again. Because if you do, I'm liable to haul off and ring your chimes.
0: If anybody is going to ring my chimes around here, I'm going to ring my chimes. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.
4: big show. This is the National Broadcasting Company Sunday Extravaganza with the most scintillating personalities in show business. This portion of the program is the Sunday feature of NBC's star-studded five-show festival of comedy, music, drama, and mystery, presented five nights a week, and brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, and by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, uritis, and neuralgia. The big stars in our first program are Fred Allen, Mindy Carson, Jimmy Durante, Jose Ferrer, Portland Hoffa, Frankie Lane, Paul Lucas, Ethel Merman, Russell Knipe, Danny Thomas, and Meredith Wilson. And here is your hostess, the glamorous Kaluna Bankhead.
0: No, darlings, we have more stars on this show than there are in the Milky Way. From the candy bar, the same name. (laughs) We have assembled in our show in Radio City Center Theater in New York some of the greatest entertainers of our time. We have such people as... uh, Just a
1: minute, just a minute. Hold the show. Stop that dialogue.
0: James Durante, what's the matter
1: now? What's the matter, she says. I'm sitting in my dressing room in front of my mirror, plucking my eyebrows, putting on my makeup. Max Factor ingenue... Number two. (laughs) When I look in the mirror and the fella in the mirror ain't doing the same thing as I'm doing.
0: Well, who was it?
1: I don't know, but there he is standing out there now.
0: Oh, Jimmy, that's Danny Thomas. (laughs) Danny, darling.
1: Just a minute, you. You mean me? Yeah, you. I want to ask you a question. Answer yes or no. Where did you get that nose?
3: I may ask you the same question. Where did you get your nose? I had this nose for years. Well, I've had my nose for years. Oh,
0: now, please, darling. Stay out
3: of
1: this no nose. (laughs) This is a catastrophe. There's only room on this program for one schnozola. Either he takes his nose and goes... All right, take my nose and go.
0: Goodbye, Jimmy, darling.
1: This is sabotage. Okay, I'm going. And after the show, I'll be waiting outside for you and your nose. Yeah, what are you going to do about my nose? I'll cross that bridge when I come to it.
5: (laughs) He's a
3: whimsical character, isn't he? Another impersonator. I suppose everybody thinks he can do an impression of Jimmy Durant.
0: Darling, that was. How do you
3: like the nerve of that guy? He doesn't like my nose. He didn't even give it a chance. I should have said I should have said It's a kind of a nose That grows on you I should have said Who did you think he is? Durante? It
0: was Either Duranty. your
3: nose goes Or my nose goes He says I should have said Well you take yours And blow I should have said <laughs> I should have said I should have said Now look here Durante I don't hey, That was Durante? End pussy well, Why not you tell me? He's my favorite i I've idolized him ever since I was a kid. Oh, well, Danny, you can apologize to him later. Well, I most certainly will apologize. I'll get down on my hands and nose. I mean, knees. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, Tallulah, I don't want any trouble with anybody. I'm at peace with the world. Honest, I am. I've been to a psychiatrist. I feel wonderful. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I I have a song on the subject.
0: Oh, all right, Danny. Will you tell us about it, Danny? I'd I'd love to
3: tell you about it. There seems to be so much chaos in the world. People hating everybody and everybody in a big hurry to die. I figured that a little philosophy would help. In other words, things aren't so bad that they couldn't be worse, so don't worry, they'll be worse. (laughs) The title of the song is Take It Easy, Be Casual, Relax. (laughs) Does this hectic world around you get you down? Are you gloomier than anyone in town? May I, in all humility, suggest the simple cure? And if you care to heed it,  ¶ You'll be happier, I'm sure ¶¶ For instance, when you're betting on a horse ¶¶ You're gonna win, of course ¶¶ You're already planning on two new Cadillacs ¶¶ When you lose, make this note ¶¶ Just before you cut your throat ¶¶ Take it easy, be casual, relax ¶ Or when you come home late some night, you don't put out the lights as you quietly remove your coat and your slacks. When the lights glare in your eyes and your friends all yell, surprise, take it easy, be casual, but pull your pants up. No, I say that because you can be too casual. And if you're too casual, you're liable to become blasé. And if you're blaze, you're not having fun. No, with you, everything is, eh. so what? That's an awful thing, and drive people to suicide, Eh. so what? I know a story about a fellow out on the West Coast, not so long ago, he went to a rancher, and he said to the fellow, sell me a horse, I don't care how much you charge me. I have to have this horse delivered to my house tomorrow. The next day, the horse was delivered the fellow said to the rancher, bring the horse into the house, take him right into the bathroom and put him in the bathtub. It, the request was silly, but it was complied with. And then the rancher said, friend, I've been selling horses for nigh under 40 years. That's the first one I ever put in a bathtub. What you want that horse in the bathtub for? The fellow said, look, it's my brother-in-law from the East. One of them wise guys, driving me nuts. Nothing impresses this guy. I took him to MGM Studios. I got Clark Gable's autograph for him. I said to him, aren't you excited, Clark Gable? He says, eh, so what? I took him to the Brown Derby, to the Coliseum, to the Rose Bowl. I said, isn't this sensational? He says, eh, so what? Nothing disturbs that guy. Nothing excites him. Everything is, eh, so what? Well, tomorrow morning when he comes running out of the bathroom and he says, hey, there's a horse in the bathtub. I'm going to say, eh, so
5: what?
3: Take it easy. Be calm and be cool. Men, if your wife runs off with all your jack, it could be worse, she might come back and bring her mother with her. That was cruel.
5: I apologize. I
3: wish to apologize to all the mothers-in-law present and those who are listening. Not mine, just to those present. (laughs) I'm not going to tell mother-in-law jokes. I stopped telling those kind of jokes 14 years ago. That's when I got married. Since then, they haven't been so funny. (laughs) But I read a story in a book on folklore called Mother-in-Law Relativity. That to me is as fine a bit of psychology coupled with humor I've ever read. And you've got to hear it. Two women meet in the street, and after the usual salutations, one woman says, and tell me, darling, how's your daughter? She said, my daughter, thank God, very lucky. My daughter married a man, what's a prince? You don't let her put her hands in cold water. She stays in bed till 12 o'clock noon every day. Shops, by sex like a movie star. And what do you think? Every afternoon, drinks cocktails. My daughter's very lucky. The woman said, that's wonderful. And how's your son? son. Don't ask. That poor boy. He married one of those fancy schmancy girls that's got to stay in bed till 12 o'clock noon every day. Spends all of his money by sex, and she's a drunkard, drinks cocktails all the time. So when your business takes you far from home, and you call your wife on the phone, Your name is John and she says hello Max. Don't be blue or discontent. Maybe Max will split the rent. Take it easy. Be casual. If you wanna have fun,
7: here's how it's done. Relax.
0: Danny, that was delightful. And what a performance you gave, especially for someone who's just flown in from California. You must be dead tired, darling. Yes,
3: and I can say in all modesty that everyone thinks I'm a tired comedian.
0: Uh, not I,
3: darling. You
0: know, I told them at NBC when we were planning the show that it couldn't be a big broadcast without Danny Thomas. How can I ever repay you for coming? With money. <laughs> No, Smough, he.
3: I was only joking, Tallulah. Believe me, I'm honored to be listed among the great names on this show. I would have appeared on this this program for a song.
0: Well, how lucky for me, because I was wondering about how to introduce Mindy Carson. Mindy, darling? Hello, Tallulah. Hello, Danny. (laughs) Mindy, Danny just told me that he would do this show for a song. So it's up to you, darling. How about it?
7: Oh yes, I'd love to. I'd like to sing my latest RCA Victor recording. It's lovely. called A Rainy Day Refrain. <laughs>
5: da
7: dim, da dim, da dim, da dim, da dim, da i am dreaming to the rhythm of the rain da dum I get the sweetest memories
5: from The
7: rhythm of a rainy day refrain da dum i have got that little love song on my brain da dim dum I guess there's no escaping from The rhythm of a rainy day refrain The lovely day we met I still remember well Who cared if it was wet Cause like the rain we fell An April afternoon A
5: rainy day romance
7: The raindrops played a tune Our hearts began to dance We're so in love, I'll always love the
5: rain. I get the
7: sweetest memories
5: from the
7: rhythm of a rainy day refrain. Rhythm the of- mother.
4: Folks at home, would you please glance over here just a second? What do you see? A small table radio? A console? A radio phonograph? For as low as $12.95, you can add the RCA Victor 45 RPM system of recorded music to your present set, regardless of size, age, or make. Now, at this low price, you needn't be without the music you want when you want it. You've seen the Victrola 45 attachment, it's the automatic changer that plays the amazing 7 inch records. Everyone's going 45. It's all play and no work. Load a stack of your favorites with one hand in one swift motion. Press a button and relax. 45s can play as long as ordinary 12-inch records, and you can store them in a bookshelf. The 45 is yours for only $12.95. So don't put off all that pleasure. See and hear the RCA Victor 45 at your dealers right away.
0: Just 10 days from now, Broadway will have its first showing of a new movie which has already stirred vast excitement in all who love the tradition of a great performer in a great play. The movie is Stanley Kramer's production of Rostan's immortal comedy, Cyrano. And here, in a sneak preview, is the distinguished young star of the picture, José Ferrer, as Cyrano de Bergerac. 17th century France, the place, the Théâtre Bourgogne in Paris. Angrily mounted on a chair, just below the footlights, is the heroic figure of Cyrano de Bergerac, who has just stopped the play and ordered the foppish actor Montfleury off the stage. In all France, there is no one to match Cyrano as swordsman, poet, playwright, and wit. And in all France, nay, in all the world, There is no nose to match the size of Cyrano's outlandish nose. Ah, but a member of the audience dares speak.
8: Monsieur, how dare you interrupt the play. What a scandal to send the great Montferry scampering from the stage tail between his legs. Did you know the Comte de Guiche is his patron? Who is yours? No one. No one? No patron? I said no. What? No great lord to cover with his name? No,
9: I have told you twice. Must I repeat? No, sir. No patron. <laughs> and when do you leave Paris? Sir? The Comte de guiche has a long arm. Mine is longer <laughs> by the three feet of my sword.
7: <laughs> yes, yes, but your dream of
9: daring. I do dream of daring. But you... you may go now. But you... you may <laughs> go. Or tell me, why are you staring at my nose? Uh,
7: no, I... Uh,
8: Does is... it
9: astonish you?
8: Oh, your grace misunderstands. Is it I... long
9: and soft and dangling like a trunk? I never said I... Or crooked like an owl's beak? Uh, really, or I... Or perhaps a pimple ornaments the end of it? Oh, no. Or a fly parading up and down? What is this portent? Oh, please. This phenomenon? Uh, uh, I have been careful not to look. oh. And why not, if you please? Why? It uh, disgusts you, then? Oh, my dear sir. Does its color appear to you unwholesome? Oh, by no means. Or its form obscene? Not in the least. Then why assume this deprecating manner? Possibly you find it just a trifle large. Oh, no. Uh, Small. Uh, Very small. Infinitesimal. Tiny. What? You accuse me of absurdity. Small, my nose. Why, magnificent, my nose. My color... You're choking! You pug! You knob! You buttonhead! Know that I glory in this nose of mine. For a great nose indicates a great man, genial, courteous, intellectual, virile, and courageous. Whilst your face, that blank, inglorious concavity which my right hand finds on top of you, is as devoid of pride. Of poetry, of soul, of picturesqueness, of contour, of character, of nose in short, as that which at the end of that limp spine of yours, my left
7: foot... Oh, help! Help! Help the guard! Help! Save me!
9: Presently,
6: this fellow will grow tiresome. Eh, hey, Valverde? Oh, he blows his big horn. Huh? Well, don't just stand there, Valverde. You're the finest swordsman in France. Do
9: something. Gladly. Uh, Monsieur de Bergerac, uh, (laughs) your nose is, your nose is rather large. Rather? (laughs) Oh, well. Is that all? Well, of course. Ah, no, young sir, you're too simple. Why, you might have said, oh, a great many things. Mon Dieu, why waste your opportunity? For example, thus. Aggressive. I, sir, if that nose were mine, I would have it amputated on the spot. Friendly. How do you drink with such a nose? Descriptive. Tis a rock, a crag, a cape. A cape. (laughs) Say rather a peninsula. Inquisitive. uh, What is that receptacle? A razor case or a portfolio? (laughs) Kindly. Ah, do you love the little birds so much that when they come and sing to you, you give them this to perch on? (laughs) Cautious. Take care. A weight like that might make you top-heavy. Eloquent. When it blows, the typhoon howls. Dramatic. When it bleeds. Oh. <laughs> the Red Sea. Uh, simple. Uh, wh- when do they unveil the monument? Uh, military. beware. A secret weapon. (coughs) Respectful, sir, I recognize in you a man of parts, a man of uh, prominence. (laughs) Enterprising, (gasps) what a sign for some perfumer. (laughs) Practical, Uh, why not a lottery with this as the grand prize? (laughs) Or literary, was this the nose that launched a thousand ships? These, my dear sir, are some of the things you might have said had you some tinge of letters or of wit to color your discourse. But of which not so. You never had an atom. And of letters, you need but three to write you down. A. S. S. What? Ass. (laughs) Sir, I warn you. And I, sir, warn you. Moreover, if you had the intention here before these folk to make a jest of me be sure you would not then articulate the 20th part of half a syllable of the beginning. For I say these things lightly enough myself about myself, but I allow none else to utter them.
1: Insolent puppy,
9: dolt, bumpkin, fool. How do you do? And (laughs) I, Cyrano Savinien, Hercule de Bergerac.
4: Viconverver, come. Such arrogance, this scarecrow who
9: Look at him. No ribbons, no lace, not even gloves. True. I carry my adornments only on my soul, decked with deeds instead of ribbons, crowned with a white plume of freedom. But... But I have no gloves. A pity, too. I had one, the last one of an old pair, and uh, lost that. It's very careless of me. Some gentleman offered me an impertinence. I left it in his face. So be it. Your sword. My sword. You shall die...
5: Exquisitely... (laughs)
0: Well, Jose, that was a very exciting performance you gave us, Cyrano. And I know when everyone sees you in the pictures, they'll be even more thrilled. But I I hope Broadway hasn't lost you to the movies entirely, you know, because, well, there are critics who consider you the greatest actor on the American stage today.
9: Oh, well, now, Tallulah, I I wouldn't say the greatest.
10: Okay, darling, I won't.
9: (laughs) Now, wait a minute, Tallulah, put up a little
10: fight, can't you? Uh, I'd like to meet this gentleman, if I may, Miss Bankhead. Oh,
0: of course, darling. Jose, this is Meredith Wilson. Meredith, say hello to Jose Ferrer.
10: Hello, Jose Ferrer. How do you do? <laughs> Why, uh, Mr. Ferrer, I certainly enjoyed that little recitation you just spoke. Recitation? <laughs> yeah, about the fellow with the big nose. It re- reminded me of a fellow back home. He had a big nose, too, named, uh, Wally Parker.
9: A nose named Wally Parker
10: Yes No, his name was Wally Parker Do you think I meant his nose was named Wally Parker? (laughs) No, his name was Wally Parker (laughs) How do you like that, Miss Banker? He thought I meant his nose was named Wally Parker
0: (laughs) Uh, Meredith, dear boy, will you go on with your sordid little story?
10: (laughs) Yes Well, uh, this all happened back in my hometown, Mason City, Iowa
9: Yes, a one-nighter
10: Yeah And uh, one night he was going to propose to his girl, Susie Witherspoon But on account of his nose, he just couldn't get up the courage to ask her to marry him Well, she finally married a fellow named Ralph Douglas He's in the feed business They're very happy (laughs) Uh, Tallulah,
9: is this the fellow who made that brilliant music for our... uh...
0: Yes, yes, darling, it is. But he's written a lot of beautiful songs, too. He has a new one now called the Pearney Bush. How about it,
10: Meredith? Will you play it? Sure, I'd be glad to. Oh, by the way, I just happened to remember the fellow's name was Ben Parker, not Wally. <laughs> that makes it even funnier. <laughs>
0: Will you play Peony Bush? <laughs>
5: And every bird and
6: bee
4: seemed to rate around the lay or tune. So a slight poetic push for my
5: favorite bush would seem to be long
7: overdue. It was the peony bush there in my garden that made you turn around to smile at me?
5: Not zinnias or cadenias With a grain and perfume Forget me not, some fancy pots or orchids
1: But the peony bush there in my garden It did the trick as quick as one,
7: two, three
5: Please decorate my garden gate
7: forever And never will there be any bush But the peony
5: bush for me
7: smile
4: you hear more and more about a remarkable way to relieve the pain of headaches, neuritis, and neuralgia. The name is Anacin, spelled A-N-A-C-I-N. Thousands of men and women first discovered these tablets when they were given an envelope containing Anacin by their own physicians or dentists. Perhaps you yourself at some time have learned about Anacin this way. If so, you know how incredibly fast and effective these tablets are. Anacin is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anacin contains not just one but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. When headache, neuritis, or neuralgia pain strikes, you want relief and you want it fast. So for your own sake, try Anacin. Sold on this money-back guarantee. If the first few tablets don't give satisfaction, you may return the unused portion and your money will be refunded. Ask for Anison at any drug counter in handy boxes of 12 and 30 tablets, bottles of 50 and 100.
10: Uh, fellas, attention, please I didn't like the way you played that last number There's gonna be a rehearsal of the orchestra right after the show Didn't like the way the clarinet section sounded at all I want you four fellas I mean, I want you five fellas Five? Should be only four Let me see now There's Cousin Ed, Uncle Walter, Uncle Morton, and Gramps mm-hmm. Hey, you, that fifth fella over there, who are you?
8: It ain't Wally Parker, kiddies
10: Fred Allen!
8: Come on out here What are you doing In that orchestra? Well, NBC uh, uh you through being convulsed? The yes, darling Well, NBC NBC has tried me on radio And they've tried me on television Now, while they're waiting For a new medium to come along <laughs> They're uh, trying me on this special assignment with my clarinet, sort of freelancing. Uh, uh, I see,
0: darling. Now, what special assignment?
8: Well, first, the announcer, Ed Hurley, he has to ad-lib something about... Well, this portion of the program
4: was brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, and by the Whitehall Pharmacal Company, makers of Anison, colonos, bisadol, and other fine drug products. And then I'm
8: supposed to play... <laughs> First chimes, the first time you ever had a half-a-tone chimes, I mean, you And then, then I am supposed to say, this is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
0: Fred, my darling, oh. you fool. Oh, yeah. It's so nice to have you back on radio.
8: I've missed you. Oh, so you are the one. <laughs> According to Hooper, you are the one.
0: No, darling, we've all missed you. Why don't you come back, Fred? Well, I'll
8: tell you, darling. I, uh, <laughs> I have been dabbling in something which, for the want of a better name, we shall call television. Please, darling, people are eating. <laughs>
5: Oh, I'm sorry.
8: <laughs> Say, you didn't, by any chance, happen to see me on my first television show, did you?
0: No, I didn't, Fred.
8: Uh, oh, you weren't home?
0: Oh, oh yes, I was home, darling.
8: Oh, no set, darling. No guts, darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, television's a new media, and I have discovered why they call it a media. Because nothing is well done.
5: Oh, very little. <laughs>
0: Darling, I think you're so funny. So you are the one.
5: Huh?
0: No, Fred. No, sp- uh, seriously speaking, darling. Well, as if we haven't been. What else? Well, we no, no, no. Why did you leave radio?
8: Well, I'll tell you, uh, Tallulah. They wanted me to do one of those programs where you call up people on the telephone and ask them questions and give them prizes, you see. And that's why I quit and went into television. Do you mean... Yes, it was a choice between the medium and the telephone. <laughs>
0: Wait for love.
8: Oh, excuse no, no, me. No, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't read the stuff in parentheses. You skip that. Oh, I'm, that. Sorry, That's Fred, just, I'm sorry. sorry,
0: Well, anyway, I, I'm glad I was able to get you back on radio, even if it is only as a guest.
8: Uh-huh.
0: You know, when they told me about this big-name broadcast, I told them it wouldn't be a big-name broadcast without you, Fred.
8: Well, in radio, Fred has been a four-letter word for some time. <laughs>
0: In fact, I insisted that they put you on this show. Well, you
8: insisted you met with some uh, stiff opposition, did you? Well, I had to go through channels. Oh, I say, I've read about those channels, but I had thought of coming to back to radio if I could find a new formula, a format, you know. I did get one idea, and strangely enough, it came from Portland. She seemed to think that if I... Mr. Uh... Allen! Where? Well. Mr.
5: Allen!
8: Well, as I stand here and feign surprise uh, If it isn't Portland now uh, Portland, Georgia I had some more here See, it, we didn't rehearse the audience It says applause after this But this is You rehearsal uh, This is what's mixing things Portland, Georgia, just in time This is Tallulah Bank Air. Uh, hello, Portland I'm glad to see you
11: How do you do, sir?
0: <laughs> Portland? I understand that you weren't on the first television show, Fred. did. Why was that? Well, my dress wasn't cut low enough. Oh. <laughs> uh, you, you mean a dress with a V-neck? A TV-neck.
8: <laughs> well, before this conversation gets too fey, uh, Portland...
11: <laughs>
8: Portland, how about telling Tallulah the idea you thought up for a radio show for me?
11: Oh, I didn't think of it. No. Mama thought of it.
8: Oh, your mother is writing for radio now? Well, uh, by the way, I was on television the other night, Portland. Did your mother see me?
11: Oh, she never could.
5: Ah.
8: (laughs) You mean that your mother thinks that I?
11: As Mama put it, to the high heavens.
8: lib, a stinging retort. Fred, you're reading the parentheses. Oh, the parentheses. This jumbo-type... Thr- oh, yes, well, Portland, enough of Mama as a George G. nothing. Now, how about... How about this idea of hers for a radio show? Yes, let's hear the idea. The idea Well,
11: Mama thought first... You ought to have an announcer who's big and fat and jolly and laughs all through the program.
8: Yucks it up, huh?
11: And you ought to get an orchestra leader who's tall, good-looking, and eats ham hocks. Ham
8: hocks? Well, say, Portland, that sounds like... uh... And
11: you have a young fellow who sings... And his mother always wants you to pay him more money.
8: Singer, but Portland, that idea... And
11: you have a butler who drives your car, which is a broken-down Maxwell. Maxwell, but... And you have a quartet that sings your commercials.
8: Commercial, but...
11: And for your sponsor, you get a cigarette company. Cigarette, but... (laughs) And you'll be the star of the show, Mr. Allen. Oh, really?
8: I can be in it, too, Uh huh? huh You wear
11: a toupee You're always 39 years old Uh You play a violin And you do your own laundry And you have a washing machine That you rent out to your neighbors And you're very tight And you keep your money down in a vault
8: I'm sort of the pinch penny type, huh?
11: Yes, and that's a wonderful title You could call it The Pinch Penny Program
8: Well, I don't know, Portland. What's the future in becoming a salesman for Jell-O? I mean, where could you go? Well,
11: what's the matter? Do you think Mama's idea revolutionary?
8: Well, it is a little revolting.
11: (laughs) What do you think, Miss Bankhead? You haven't had any lines for a whole page
8: I was wondering
0: when you'd notice, darling
11: Do you think that kind of a program would go anywhere? Yes,
0: darling, to another network
11: How about trying out this idea right now, Mr. Allen? No, no,
8: I don't think I could... But, uh...
11: Mr. Allen, what have you got to lose? Face (laughs) Face
0: An excellent reason for doing it, darling. So on with the Pinch Penny
5: program. Pinch Penny.
3: The Pinch Penny program. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. 30 minutes of hijinks with your favorite radio comedian, star of stage screen and laundry, Pinch Penny. Here it is, 7 o'clock, and Pinch Penny isn't here yet. I wonder where he
8: can be. Say, that always gets me. There's a guy who gets $25,000 a week for doing that program, and you know he's not going to be late. He's probably been standing there since noon with his bare money belt hanging out. (laughs) Try another opening. Could you scare up another opening? Okay. Well, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first
3: show of the new season. And so we give you the star of our show just back from an extended 3 month 40 cent tour of Radio City Pinch Penny.
10: Hello again.
8: Hello again. This is Pinch Penny and Don Thomas, you know that's not true. You know I took a cruise to Honolulu. It was a wonderful boat trip. Really? How did you go, Mr. Penny? First class? Well, not exactly. Uh, second class? Well, no, you see... Uh, third class? Well, no, Don Zay. Oh, then you must have gone steerage. Steerage? Why, Don, how can you say that about me? It's easy. Uh, didn't you... Uh... Find it pretty crowded Down in steerage Don, for your information I'll have you know That I had the whole boat To myself Uh, what boat was that? Well, it was one of those Little boats That hangs over the side Of the big boat (laughs) Oh, so you went stowaway Yes, that's the class I was trying to think of And it's the only way To travel, Don With the wind And the spray And my hair Yeah Uh, Your hair, Mr. Penny Well, I had it hanging Over the side of the boat Now stop that, Don uh, did you like Honolulu? Oh, it's so colorful there. And I'll never forget the day we docked. All the little native boys standing on the pier and the people on the boat throwing pennies into the water... And the way those little rascals dive in and fight to get that money. They go to all that trouble for pennies? Well, after all, Don, it's not taxable. No inheritance tax or anything. Liquid assets, you know, just as you pick it out. Now, now, Mr. Penny, don't tell me that you... Now, Don, please, after all, say, where is everybody? Where's Dennis? I want to talk to Dennis about his song for our first show.
3: Oh, here he is. Hello, Dennis.
8: Hello, Don. Mr. Penny, my mother thinks... Hello, Dennis. My mother thinks
1: I ought to get more money for this new season. I said hello, Dennis. Hello, Mr.
8: Penny. My mother thinks I ought to get more money for this new season. Now, later, later, kid. Now, look, for your first song this year... My mother thinks I'm underpaid. Your mother doesn't know what she's talking about. Now, for your...
1: Ooh,
8: what you said. (laughs) Now, for your first song... My mother was the brains of the family. Some brains. Now, look, kid, for your first song... She was an honor
1: graduate from the University of Southern California. Come louder. I say she was an honor graduate from the University (laughs) of... Now, cut that out! I pay you ample salary. You mean sample. (laughs) My mother says that Bing Crosby makes as high as $50 a week and sometimes $75.
8: Well... Bing Crosby has a lot of interests. He's in the orange juice business. He owns a baseball club. Where does he find the time for all that? He makes movies. He runs a racetrack. Where does he find the time for all that? He has four sons. <laughs> Where does he find the time? Can't, can't, can't. Where? Well, my mother either says I get money or I'll quit. Well, goodbye, darling. I mean, goodbye. I mean, goodbye, Dennis.
1: Every time I open my mouth to quit, somebody says goodbye, darling. All right, goodbye. And my mother says she's going to send you back these pennies you
3: sent from Honolulu.
10: Well.
8: (laughs) Mr. Penny, you don't mean you dove for pennies with those kids in Honolulu. Well, the water was so delightfully warm, darns and now I am in the spot. What am I going to do about a singer for the program? Oh, don't worry about that. Singers are a dime a dozen. They are? Where, where? Where can you get them for a dime a dozen? Where, where? Where are <laughs> singers that i for a dozen? Where, where,
3: There's a bunch of singers in a choral group here. Say, any of you boys want to sing on this program?
8: I'll sing. All right, boy. Now step over here. What's your name, son? Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane. Frank Lane, that's not a very good stage name, son. If you want to get anywhere, I mean. But we'll change your name later. Uh, sing, Frankie. not oh, hold it, hold it. Just a minute, kid. Come in, Mr. Penny. Yes, I'm uh, Mr. Penny. Mr. Penny, I'm making a survey of all the men in this district.
6: What is your age?
8: Thirty-nine.
6: Well, we are making a list
8: of all available men under forty. I am from your local draft board. Oh, oh. Well, I've been meaning to talk to you guys on the draft board about that. Sing, kid. I had this trouble during the Spanish-American War. You see, Mr. and <laughs> You gave me
5: green.
7: You gave me blue skies above But Lord, a man gets awfully lonesome
10: Without a woman to love You gave me
7: tall timber You made me free as a dove but lord a man gets awfully lonesome without a woman to love you gave me two lips but no one to thrill them you gave me two arms but no one to fill them never since the world began woman has walked with man you gave me song moonlight you gave me dreams But
5: Lord, a man gets awfully lost
7: without a woman
5: to love. Ever since the world began, woman has won.
7: But Lord, a man gets awfully
5: lonesome
7: without a woman
5: to love.
8: Good, kid, for a beginner You, uh, you can have the job Well, uh,
3: how about the money, Mr. Penny?
8: Money? Well, at a dime a dozen That would be one twelfth of ten Would be one twelfth uh, I had an offer to sing on television With Fred Allen, you know Oh, please, people are eating, please
5: <laughs>
8: But, uh, I tell you what I will do I'll take an option on you And think it over, mull it over a while For thirty <laughs> days I'll give you an advance, okay? Okay Golly, that's fine, Mr. Penny Uh, how about five? That'll be wonderful Uh, Here you are, there's one, two, three, four, five Gee, thanks, Mr. Penny So long, kid Golly, Indian heads And
5: and they're so bright and shiny
8: Where is everybody, Mr. Penny? We gotta have a rehearsal of the show Well, Portchester should be here any minute with the scripts Here's Porchester now Oh, yes Hello, Porchester Hello, Bo <laughs> now, now look, darling I mean, uh, Porchester Did you, did you Did you finish typing the scripts? Yes,
0: Bo But I had a lot of trouble It's tough to write on a typewriter with, with only five keys on it only five letters on that typewriter?
8: Well, what's the matter with that? I've done very well with those five letters. So uh, what five letters are they, Porchester?
0: LS, MF, and T. <laughs> well, it's like sending up smoke signals.
8: Well, it's a Corona typewriter, isn't it? <laughs> 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 oh, Mr. Penny, I, I think you're the funniest. Oh, well, so you're the one. <laughs> Well, I wish the rest of the cast would get here so we could rehearse. Well, well Mr. Penny, I have the quartet here if you want to run over the commercial. Commer- we have no commercial. This is a sustaining program. But they've already rehearsed it, Mr. Penny, haven't you, fellas? But, but... Mm. But, fellas, we don't need a quartet. We have no commercial. Okay, fellas, let them hear it. But Follis. S U S T
1: A I N I N G. We're sustaining NBC. S U S T A I N I N G.
8: Who's sustaining O T V? But Follis. S U S T A I N I N G. All the stars no, no, fellas, are here boys,
1: you see. S U S Y
5: E T. Why?
8: Now look, whale. Well. <laughs> Another whale, and I'll strike oil. <laughs> Fellas, I haven't got time for that now I'm waiting for my clarinet teacher He's supposed to be here I'm going to call him up and see what's keeping him Hand me that phone, will you, poor Chester? Here you are, both. Thank you Hello? Hello, operator? What is the matter with those girls out there?
2: Mindy, blue eyes is flashing <laughs> If they are, Ethel, it's the first time I ever saw them flash. Did he give you a present when he got back from his vacation? Yeah, he gave me a locket Ain't it a beauty? Oh yeah, an Indian head (laughs) But it's nice though, isn't it? Oh, they're a dime a dozen Oh, not these They've gone up They're ten for a dime But instead of bringing me expensive gifts I sure wish he'd stop making up new rules Oh, Mindy, you're always telling me about your troubles I have troubles, too But you never ask me how I'm getting along All right, Ethel How are you getting along? Don't ask <laughs> hey, How are you getting along with Herman? Don't ask Gee, I thought he was going to take you out Saturday night Didn't ask Why, I thought he had intentions Oh, sure he's got intentions But he don't want to get married <laughs> Oh. Sure gotta hand it to him Not Herman, he takes it himself
5: (laughs) But what happened to
2: that other fellow? What's his name? You know, Harry Oh, I could never marry him Why not? Well, we used to ride home on the subway together And I got off on 34th Street And he got off on 23rd Street So what? So I realized I could never marry a man below my station (laughs) (laughs) Say, echo. Flashing again. Maybe be ought to answer. Hello? Hello? Yes, hello? Say,
8: hey, what's going on out there? I want you to get my clarinet teacher on the phone for me and tell him to come right down here. What? Oh, all right. I'll give you one, too. Gold diggers, copper diggers, Indian head, she wants.
1: To. I'm back, Mr. Penny. My mother changed my mind. Oh, she did. But this is going to be my last season because. For next year, my mother's got me a contract with metro golden Mayor for $1,000 a week. 1000 a Oop!
5: <laughs>
10: <laughs> well.
8: <laughs> That's right, 1000 a, a week. MGM signed a contract with you? Ooh, signed. Now cut that out. I have no fear. Meredith Harris is here. Well, It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> It's about time you showed up. Where were you? Now,
10: take it easy, Dad. I'm here, ain't I? Where was you, he asked me.
8: Where where was you? I said, where were you?
10: Okay, if you're gonna get geometrical about it. Well, ain't we dandy. If I'd have known, I'd have brung you an apple.
8: It's not brung, it's broad.
10: Ah, tell it to the morons. (laughs) What goes around here? How about the rehearsal?
8: Uh, You'll have to wait until we get through with my clarinet lesson. Until my teacher comes, I think I'll do a little practicing. My teacher will be here any minute. He comes uh, by bus, so it'll take a little while for him to get here.
1: <laughs> I think I'll get down and have an ice cream soda.
3: I think I'll go down, too. I'll have an ice cream soda with you.
10: I'm going down, too. I can't stand any more of this.
3: Well, come with us.
10: You're going to have a soda? Yeah, I always take one jigger of soda. Gotta leave plenty of room for that good stuff on top. Cowards!
8: You're back again, are you, Portland? Well, tell me, what did your mother think of the way uh, we took off that sterling character she originated for radio? Well,
11: Mr. Allen, she doesn't think it's your type of program. She has another fellow in mind for us.
8: Mr. Livingston, I presume.
11: Well, she has got a wonderful idea that would just fit you. Oh,
8: another idea, really? Uh-huh.
11: She thinks you ought to have a program where you walk down an alley yeah. and you talk to people you meet there, yeah. like a southern congressman, uh-huh. an old farmer, and an Irishman. And you tell and... a lot
8: of old, sure file jokes and find myself broadcasting at the same time everybody else is listening to a quiz program someplace. <laughs> I know what you mean, Paul, and I'm not going through that again. No,
5: sir. I'm not.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is only coincidence that tonight marks the eighth anniversary of the passing of the immortal George M. Cohen. It is a fitting coincidence for us because we all somehow feel the presence, the friendly approval, the exhilaration one always knew when George M. was around. The big show would not be truly big if we did not have something here. That was created by the greatest showman of them all. We have his songs, and we're going to sing them now, and we feel you'd like to sing along with us. So on stage, Jimmy, Fred, Danny, Ethel, Frankie, Mindy, everyone, and uh, keep a place for me. Our cue, Meredith. It's time for George M. Cohan to take another bow, leading off with Fred Allen. <laughs>
8: Double R I G A N spells Harrigan Proud of all the Irish blood that's in me Dibble a man can say a word again me Hey Double you see It's a name that a shame never has been connected with Harrigan that's me Frankie you're next
7: With propriety, society will always say, Marie, but it was Mary, oh, Mary, long before fashions came. And there is something there that sounds so square, and it's a
10: grand old name. Ethel, take it.
7: I'm gonna long for you Won't you please encourage me With just a word or two Do, do, do We might get arrested You needn't say you love me For I'm pretty sure you don't Tell me that you like me And there's nothing that I won't be glad to do That's honestly and so i go along I do a wrong for you Because I'm awfully strong for you I'm
8: strong for you You're on, Jenny
1: Now always leave a laugh and when you say goodbye You wear out your welcome if you moan or cry when you meet a fellow with a tear-dimmed eye, you can leave him laughing if you try. Now interrupt the fellow with a joke he's never heard. He will laugh and then declare that it's a bird. When he's giggling good, you know, that's the time to turn and go. Always leave him laughing when you say goodbye. Mindy Carson, you're next.
7: eef a sop a dil sing, babe eef a sop swing, babe Gather up the honey, do the Michigan glide Side to the side, dance to the bride eef a sop go, babe eef a sop slow, babe Gaze into my glimmers when you're ragging with me, and be my e fa do fa do fa rag, baby. E fa do fa do fa rag, baby. Take it, Tallulah.
0: Give my regards to Broadway. Remember me on Herald Square. Tell all the boys at 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Whisper of how I'm going to mingle with the old times gone. Give my regards to old Broadway and say that I'll be there, there
5: You're a The show will be on
4: next Sunday night from Hollywood. God
5: we'll
4: bless end. you, everyone. Thank you, Tulula. Good night, everybody. Good night to you all. It's NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.